That's a bit better. You can hear me a little bit better. Good morning, everybody. I have a really good talk for you this morning. It's about 45 minutes long. So unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut it quite a bit shorter because things have gone on a little bit longer than we, we thought. Um, it's really good to see you this morning. Really nice. Now, Tony has been talking quite a bit about love, you might remember, over the last few weeks. But I thought I wanted to add my little bit too to that. Because uh, it's a ma marvellous subject, love. We've just been to um, uh, Katie's wedding. That's right, Katie's wedding. It was wonderful to see her getting married. But let me just see where we are here talk, Love is the Answer. That's the, the name of my simple talk, but I'll try and keep it very brief. So, this is the passage that I just wanted to look at very, very briefly, which is uh, where Jesus says, um, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So I've just got a couple of questions for you um, from that passage. Uh, the only way we can love God is because he has loved us, isn't it? Because he loved us first. So this does require a little bit of participation by you. Can you tell me how God shows he loves us? Just get anything. Call out anything you want. That's very loud. <laughs> come on. Come. Giving us family. The cross, yeah. Caring, Caring for us. Provision for us? Faithful. Faithful. I like that one. Because it Saving fits in. Saving us from danger. Saving us from danger. Anything else? Come Grace. on. Pardon? Grace. Grace. Absolutely. Grace. Ben? Barney? Would you? Um, can you think of something that God gives us? Hope. Hope gives us hope. Great. So, I mean, there's lots of things that God gives us. But one thing I wanted to concentrate actually on is his love is faithful, which we've actually sung about and we've, we've thought about. Um, but sometimes our love, a particularly for either God or for one another, is not all that faithful. So does anybody here sometimes, I'm standing on my own shoelace here, um, does someone ever feel like they don't love God? Has anyone ever experienced that? You have, yes. I have too. I know that's bad, but I have experienced times when I haven't really loved God, particularly when things have gone difficult, or they've been hard, or they've been trying. Jesus actually only gave us two commandments. There are only two, and these are them. And they both use the word 
love. So the question I would ask you, do you think normally when you think about love, love is a commandment? Does that sound a bit strange to you? I think in our culture, it's extremely strange because love is always a choice, isn't it? It's just something we choose to do when we decide, well, I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. But Jesus commands us to love. I want you to think about that for a moment. He commands us to love. There's not many things that Jesus says to us we need to do. Often he makes suggestions, but these are the only two commandments to love. Let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, I fell madly in love, absolutely madly in love, and life was great. And then one day, the lady I fell in love with fell in love with somebody else. And I felt really bad. In fact, it was the time when I felt the worst that I've ever felt in my life. I felt really, really bad. Now at that moment, not at that moment, but during that period, I had a decision to make. Was I going to continue to love, not, not, not necessarily her, but love generally? Or was I going to say, no, I'm no longer going to love anymore because it's too painful. I'm no longer going to decide to love because it's terribly, terribly painful and it really, really hurts. I could have made that decision, but I didn't. I decided to love again. And actually, that's great, isn't it, Mel? So, <laughs> so, so that's really important. And that's one of the things that Jesus did, if you remember, when he was on the cross. He, first of all, it was the religious leaders and the people who were leaders over him who actually sent him to the cross. But he said, Father, forgive them. So maybe, you know, you've kind of been a little bit in love with the church, but you've decided I'm not so in love with it because I've been hurt or things have gone wrong. Sometimes that's how we can feel, isn't it? But Jesus had the same thing, but he said, Father, forgive them and maintained relationship. Now, what I think it's really important to understand is that relationship of love is not just a man and woman, husband and wife situation. It's all our relationships. That's what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about our neighbours, all our relationships. Our family, the people closest to us, the people who are near us, the people we work with. We can choose to love them or not love them. But what does Jesus say? He commands us to love them. And, and, and so that's really important. One of the things that, that we find, th think about all the relationships you have with people. What do you want from the, from the various relationships that you have? What would you really desire? Actually, what you really want, I think, or what I want is commitment. 
You want those people to be committed to you. At varying levels, obviously, you know, it's different the commitment from a husband and wife than a friend or, or a, um, an acquaintance in work, but you still want them to be committed to you. You want them to, to support you. You want their encouragement. You don't want them to walk away when things are tough. You don't want them to let you down. You don't want them to give up on you. And in fact, if they do, that is very painful. Even if the relationship isn't that great, it's still painful. So that's what you want. Let's flip it over. That's what others want. They want your commitment. They want you to be for them, to be with them, to be with them in what you do and how you do it. You want to be committed to them. Just because that's what you want, but that's what they want from you. And being very, oh well, I couldn't be bothered. I'm not going to be committed. Is not how God is towards us. So our relationships are, it's very important that we commit ourselves, even to friendships in some way. We can't do it to everybody all the time, but we know that often we pull back. One of the most important developments for a young child is the commitment of a loving parent. For a very young child, if they don't have the commitment of a, 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 a loving parent or even another adult, somebody who looks after them and cares for them, they are often damaged for life in the very early years and really struggle. Well, that's the same for us when we're older. We still want that commitment. We still want that love. But you can't change anybody else but yourself. The way they are is the way they are. But you can change how you are. But actually, I would say, changing to determine how to love someone or deciding to love someone is actually probably the hardest thing we can change towards. If we don't feel love, if we don't feel we care for someone, changing so that we do is really hard. That's what I would, I would say. And actually what we need is God's help to do that. We need him to do that. I remember a time a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago, when my son was, Joshua was one year old. My wife uh, went through postnatal depression. And for about six months to a year, she was totally locked down. She was unable to show any love at all. And I went to a Christian meeting, a full gospel business meeting, and I told these guys, oh, I'm just a, I just can't love anymore. It's just so hard. And they got around me and they started to pray for me. And in fact, I don't even think they prayed for my wife at all. They just prayed for me that I would receive God's love, that I would experience God's love afresh. And something happened inside me. I felt tremendous love from God and it just sustained me and helped me and enabled me to love in a difficult circumstance 
that's what I think is available for us all today, this morning. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to pay a, play a simple prayer. Then after I've prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask the band to come up. And uh, they're going to sing the blessing over us all. But as they're singing, I just want you to think. I want you to think of those people that you find difficult to love. It could be family members, it could be others. And just ask God to help you to bless you. So would you all just stand right now? Can you all just stand up right now? And I'm just going to pray a prayer. And you can pray it along with me if you wish. You don't have to say anything. Just do it in your hearts. Let's pray. Jesus, you are the Lord and Saviour. You have asked me to love you with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my mind. And I confess that I have failed. You have asked me to love my neighbour, whether that's my family, my friends, someone else I know, and I have failed. I bring them to you now. I name them in my heart. I am truly sorry. Help me to love again. Give me the strength and courage to love again. Without your help, I only fail. Come fill me again with your love. Lord, I don't want to be that bitter, resentful, negative, complaining person anymore. Help me, Lord, to change. Renew my heart again. I confess that you are Lord. Show me again how to be loving, kind, generous, encouraging and affirming to others especially those closest to me. I pray in faith, believing you can help me change. Amen. So if you want to stay standing while the band comes up and just does, <coughs> they're going to just sing the, the blessing. If you join in, or you the range of the blessing. Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Make 
his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you. children and their children may his favor be upon you for a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may children who have walked away from you, Lord, who have hardened their hearts or who just have never truly experienced your love, we just lift them up to you and we name them before you now, Lord, all of our children, Lord Jesus, our children, our grandchildren. We ask you, Lord, that you will bring the children back to their parents, back to their love, that you will restore relationships that have been broken and that most of all, our children will know you will know your love, will know your power, will know that there is nothing in life that is more important, more important than knowing and loving you, Jesus. Pour out your love. Lord, we sing this today as a prayer. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He's with you, he's with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you, he is for you. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. Amen. 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 
presence, may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you, he is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you, 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 he is for you. Amen. We agree, Lord. Amen.